Welcome to Lead to Succeed, an interview series with business leaders about economic growth and leadership in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. The show is produced by InvestUp, the leading regional economic organization for the UP. For more information, visit investupmi.com. Here is the host of Lead to Succeed, former CEO of the Michigan Economic Development Corporation, Steve Arwood. Well, welcome to another installment of Lead to Succeed, brought to you by InvestUp. Continuing our conversations with business, institutional, and organizational leaders across the Upper Peninsula. And today we have Roxanne Dost, who's CEO and president, or maybe it's president and CEO, of uh, Range Bank in uh, downtown Marquette, Michigan. How are you today, Roxanne? I am doing great, Steve. Thanks for asking me to join you today. Sure. Well, you know, probably like uh, uh, everybody, you've, you've you're probably watching the headwinds, if you call them headwinds in our current, you know, our current economy. Um, you know, everybody watched the Fed yesterday. The market's going up and down. Interest rates going up. Inflation 40 years high. Um, you know, from your perspective as a as a leader of a bank and a major bank in Marquette, what what are you seeing uh, kind of short term and near term for the Upper Peninsula as we kind of work through this? Sure. Well, it certainly is an interesting time in the world that we live in, that's for sure. Um, Things have been really great in the UP. I think that there's still some really strong fundamentals, although we definitely are are facing some pretty severe headwinds um, going forward. Inflation at an all-time high, interest rates are going up. Um, I do think businesses have been doing very well, and, and from our respect, in banking, delinquencies are still at an all-time low. So a lot of cash has been flowing through the system. Businesses are still cash flush. Banks still have a lot of money to lend. We're starting to be a little bit more cautious about lending um, right now because we do realize with the interest rates going up and some headwinds in a possible recession um, heading our way that there could be some rough bumpy roads for our business community. Um, So we are are being a little bit more cautious right now, although I keep hearing about tourism. I mean, we're really um, a a tourist area and um, the hotels are still booked for this summer. So people may not be um, traveling as far, but I think the UP still has an attractive, um, a lot of attractions here to get outside and enjoy some nice weather. So they're still willing to pay for the high gas prices to get here. So hopefully we won't see um, cancellations, you know, in the upcoming weeks. In your, um, I mean, you, are you seeing businesses starting to sit on cash going, hmm, um, we're going to ride this bit before we reinvest or invest or expand. Is it, you mentioned they were cash flush. Are they, uh, are they drawing back a little bit right now or do you not sense that we're at that point yet? Some businesses I do feel like are drawing back a little bit. Um, I, I know that there's some builders that are, are saying that, you know, their customers maybe might, they may delay a housing project that they were looking at doing because their 401k has gone down. Um, but there's still a shortage of housing um, in the UP. So I do feel like there is still this sense of optimism, 
But now there's just starting to be this little bit of worry. And, you know, it's hard to borrow when interest rates are high. Um, we expected um, that we would be seeing some of our variable rate um, lines of credit go up um, because people need to buy supplies and they're going to you know, buy supplies ahead of time. Well, that's not going up as much as we had hoped that it would, because I think that people are seeing that interest rates are going up and they're afraid to borrow um, the interest that they're going to pay is, is higher. Um, but, but there's still also a lot going on. You know, there's a lot of businesses that are doing really great and they're feeling good about the future. So it really depends on what sector you're talking about. Um, just a curious question. I mean, I was talking about this with a banker friend of mine the other day. I mean, when I bought my first house uh, almost 40 years ago, um, if I could have gotten six and a half percent on a 30 year fix, I, I would have almost thought it was free money, um, you know, uh, like most of us my age, you know, eight refinances later, you know, we just, you know, kept, you know, following the interest rate. And for a lot of borrowers uh, and a lot of, you know, a lot of homeowners and even first-time homeowners, I mean, they've had, A, no inflation literally in their lifetime, um, and B, um, interest rates that have been sub-five, more or less, uh, for the last what, 20 years, 25 years? Um, I know nobody wants to pay any more interest than they have to, but, you know, to me, it's kind of like, um, you know, are we hitting, uh, what do you make of that? Is it like, was it, is it where it needs to be? I mean, or, or are we, you know, just kind of all spoiled, I guess is the question. I, I, I'm trying to figure, you know, trying to get right. a sense of that. Yeah, well, I, I, I do feel like we're spoiled. I might be scared out of the mortgage market because of the interest rates going up. But there's still, um, you know, if you compare it to generational average, so you know, mm -hmm. the you know older homeowners, they're they're still incredibly low compared, right? Comparatively, right? Yeah. Exactly. I, I know we were talking about this at the bank recently that, you know, it used to be that if you if you could get a mortgage at right around six percent, you were happy and you were going to hold on to that mortgage. Well, we have been spoiled. And, um, you know, when interest rates almost double within like a six month period of time when it comes to mortgage rates, there is a little bit of a shock there because, I mean, the values of houses are going up. So you have to pay more for a house plus the interest rates are going up. So it really does impact a budget. So people are maybe thinking, oh, I can't really afford to have to buy a house at the price that they were um, that they could have afforded several years ago. So even though rates are still, you know, comparably closer to really average for a mortgage rate, it's still a little bit of a culture shock, um, you know, and, and a rate shock. But I think that um, we'll get used to it. Um, but when you combine the housing values being higher and um, and the interest rates combined, it, it's tough. And it is really knocking some first time home buyers out of the market right now, which, you know, everybody needs a place to live and renting is not cheap either. So they're still buying houses right now. Um, they just may not be able to afford as much of a house as they had hoped that they could. I've been uh, looking at some articles from the, you know, the National Realtors Association and other realty groups and the uh, realty consultants. And they're saying that, you know, the real estate 
market, the hot real estate market is quote unquote, not going to slow down anytime soon. Um, you know, regardless of, of where interest, uh, lies. And I'm like, yeah, is that really true? Or is that something like boosterism on one side and the reality is on the other that, yeah, there are a lot of people right now that have cash and there are a lot of people who, you know, are, you know, are, uh, you know, mature in their years and their, their houses are paid for. So, you know, that's kind of a, a, a different reality, but do you think that uh, this hot, re- you know, real estate market that we've seen anywhere where anybody wants to live? I mean, you know, it's 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 still very dynamic. Is that gonna is is that gonna keep going? In your opinion, um, I mean, I'm sure that interest at some point in time is going to have to affect it. Cash buyers, no, but somebody still has to buy the house they're selling, correct? So. Right. I think, I mean, the biggest problem right now is an inventory issue because there are people that still want to buy houses and there's still multiple offers on houses when they come out. Um, but, you know, so so it's the inventory issue that's the problem. And I do think that there are still buyers. If there was more inventory, there would be buyers. Maybe there won't be as many um, escalation clauses. There won't be as many over asking price offers as there have been in the past. But I mean, life still happens. So, um, you know, even even at 18 percent, when it was 18 percent and, you know, the, the 80, um, 1980s, um, they, people were still buying houses because you need a place to live and life happens. Your family grows. People die. You get married. You get divorced. You know, that that sort of stuff is not going to stop. Well, I remember those interest rates and I don't want to see them again. So, you know, no. <laughs> the, the, the banking climate in the Upper Peninsula, you know, we've had uh, uh, one homegrown bank, uh, you know, being bought by Nicolay. Uh, we've got um, smaller banks, uh, independent community banks. Do you, how do you how do you kind of assess, if you will, uh, the strength of the banking uh, community in the Upper Peninsula. Are we are we serving people? Um, have we got gaps? Uh, how how does it feel to you as kind of a, a business across the Upper Peninsula? Well, I do feel like um, we are still serving our customers. There's still a lot of competition out there, and um, the landscape does change over time and. You know, you know, that's just the, the typical environment. Um, there are banks that are selling and they're combining and there are less banks out there, no doubt, than there were before. But there are some bigger banks who have a certain type of clientele and there's also the community banks. Um, I do feel like there definitely is a space for smaller community banks that are really involved in their community. They support their community. You know, they've seen some of the, the tough times and we get to know our borrowers. We see them through the tough times when a recession does happen. I think that that's when you really see the value of a community bank and in the bankers that you have that will actually work through um, the tough times. If you can, if you see that you have a, a business customer, there's a viable business there. You see that the manager cares, the, the owner cares, they're going to take them through these tough times then we'll stick with them. Um, so I, I do think that there is definitely um, a great spot for community banks going into the future. And, you know, that the landscape is going to continue to change, but um, 
I know community banks will still be here to stay. Um, as an employer, obviously you hire people and train people and recruit people and look for talented people. Uh, finding and keeping good talent is uh, uh, not just an UP issue, it's an everywhere issue. I mean, it's in the, in a, the labor market <clears throat> being what it is. Um, how's it going for you? And if you, um, you, you know, do you sense that um, you're getting uh, a good pool of candidates to, to, uh, to work from and um, how, how does it work for you if you have to recruit somebody, say, into Marquette or into the Upper Peninsula? Uh, what's, your, uh, what's your take on that? Well, it's it's tough. That's for sure because there aren't as many banks out there, and some and it used to be that the bigger banks would train people, and then they would go to work for a community bank. Well, there aren't as many banks out there. There's not as many bankers. Um, although I do feel like technology has really helped us. So if we can find a good banker in another market that we actually have a branch in, we have nine offices throughout the UP, and we actually have a. a a branch office in Green Bay, Wisconsin. So if we can find a good employee and they're in Green Bay, the nice part about it is technology can really help us um, work with that work with that employee and you know not have them move let's say to Marquette if they want to work for the bank so there's there's a lot of turnover right now but I can tell you that there's a lot of good people out there that are looking for jobs also so the so pool when you have a position available when you're trying to hire when you're trying to grow um, we've been having some really great luck finding finding good people you know I for, for so long, it seemed like every time I did this program, we talked about COVID and I, I try not to talk about COVID anymore because I want to talk about stuff that's more uh, exhilarating, I guess, and continuing to talk about COVID. <laughs> and I, I think we all, I think we all learned to work dramatically differently um, during that period of time. And uh, I sense that probably a financial institution is uh, as much as, any business probably learned how to utilize the technology you already had, and, and you know people are adopting these these technologies. Uh, the experience in COVID is it kind of fundamentally changed your business model um, as you look at how you bank, how you serve customers. I mean, it, it, I know a lot of businesses changed their brick and mortar model. Um, how how is Rain Bank Range Bank kind of come out of that differently? Well, it's been interesting because I do feel like some initiatives that we were trying to push forward before COVID that we were struggling to do, um, they, they've actually, this, there's some silver linings there. Um, and we have been able to, our, our customers are much more happy using our technology than before COVID. They were kind of forced to use the technology. And when they started using it, they're like, oh, this is pretty cool. I don't have to go into the um, branch in order to deposit a check. So that's been great. Also from the employee standpoint and employee standpoint um, we we very rarely used you know zoom and teams before 
COVID, but we have nine offices and it was hard to connect with the, um, those yeah. people. I feel like we really maintain a, a much better connection with our people in our remote offices than we used to. Um, we don't even think about picking up a phone anymore. We, we send an invite and we get on a Teams or a Zoom call. And, you know, it's not, it's not quite as good as being face-to-face but I think it's pretty darn good and it's a lot better than it used to be. So um, we can have people working at different offices and still maintain a really great connection with them. I I always feel like face-to-face is the best. And um, we do have a flexible workplace now, which I think works out really well. That that was one thing we were trying to figure out how to do before COVID and COVID pushed us to have a flexible workplace. So, you know, it's been, it's been working really well since then. We still like people to come into the office sometimes because I feel like that culture is so important to our bank that we don't want them to be remote all the time. But hey, if you have something going on in your life and you wanna work from home that day, you know, if you can be productive, we're more than happy to have you do that. Great. Um, from an economic development standpoint, um, you're in a, a, a great spot to, to see what's going on in the economy and new ideas, new thoughts, uh, people, uh, you know, starting up this and expanding that. Um, what, what do you think are some of the top uh, I used to say opportunities right now for, you know, the Upper Peninsula in terms of where, where do you see growth trends and, and potentials that, um, you know, maybe two or three years ago were really, you know, things that didn't stick out in your mind? Well, the nice part nowadays is as long as you have internet, which internet is getting much better every day, um, you can work from wherever you want. And mm-hmm. I do see a lot of people picking, to, choosing to live in the UP, even with the four seasons, and um, they can work from anywhere. So I do see some opportunities and I see some growth in the in the technology area, cybersecurity. I mean, Northern is is um, has a program there and there's a couple companies that have cropped up in the, the UP. So our quality of life is great. And um, I do see it as a, a really great opportunity. We've always been, you know, a great tourist attraction and that's not going to change in the UP. And it's actually accelerated in the last couple of years. And, and we're hoping that it's going to continue because I think we've, we've been discovered, which definitely helps our economy, but we want to have more than just a tourist. I mean, tourist is important, but we want to have really great sustaining jobs for um, people that live in the UP. And I think that, that I, I've been seeing that happen a lot more lately. When you look at uh, uh, your bank and serving your customers, and of course you're in a very highly regulated industry, what what, is, what drives you the craziest on a day to day basis in in terms of um, you know providing the customer service and and dealing with you know clients and is it uh, what what's the what's the worst I guess is my question. Well, I think the hard part right now is, you know, I mean, marketing the bank used to be pretty easy. You would put 
um, an ad together and you would go on on TV six and and put your ad through on the the evening news. And um, I do feel like there's a lot of different ways that you can market. And I also feel like um, to actually get your community to understand how important a community bank is and what we do for the community is something that just is hard is harder to do. But I can tell you that when we do interviews lately, I mean, it, probably five years ago when I did an interview, they would we'd ask them, what do you know about Range Bank? Um, why would you want to work here? And, um, you know, they they just said, oh, you know, I just want that job or whatever. And now they're like, well, I, I see you in the community. I see that you um, really care about the community and I want to work somewhere that that is out in the community and cares about the community. And I can tell you just about every job interview. That's what's important to people nowadays. What's, a, what's the history of Range Bank? I know it's been around as long as I can remember much longer than that too but what what was the genesis of range bank how's it kind of become what it is today well we are celebrating 135 years this year so we're just in the middle of having some 135 year celebrations and so we were really at the very beginning of banking i think i did some research recently and out of the 80 banks in um headquartered in michigan we're probably the eighth oldest and the other ones that are older than us were just a couple months ahead of us so we've been around for a long time we started out in nagani um michigan and we did move our head headquarters about eight years ago to Marquette, Michigan. Um, we are actually the only bank that's headquartered in the county of Marquette County. So kind of crazy to think of that Marquette County is, you know, just a, the biggest county and there's the population, but we are really the only bank that's actually headquartered here. There's There are community banks here that aren't headquartered here, but we're the only one headquartered. Give me your, uh, give me your thoughts. Uh, what what do you see ten years from now in uh, Range Bank? Um, I mean, what is your what is your uh, you know executive vision for what, what Range Bank might be ten years from now and one hundred and forty five years? Uh, <laughs> well, I can tell you that. <laughs> we have a board that's committed to being a community bank. So um, we do want to continue to grow. We did go into the Wisconsin market. Um, we saw that there it was a kind of a good um, match because for us in Marquette, going three hours away in Michigan gets us to the bridge. When we go three hours to Wisconsin, it gets us to Green Bay. We know Green Bay. We know Wisconsin. So I think that's a market that was really attractive to us. It's been working out well to kind of diversify our risk. And there's a lot more manufacturing there. So I, I just see us as a we're a great, stable bank that will continue to grow. We're not aggressive, but we're st a steady, steadily growing bank um, that, you know, we want to be here in 10, 15 more years. Great. Well, thank you very much for uh, taking time today, Roxanne. I know you're very busy to give us your thoughts and opinions on business and banking in the Upper Peninsula. And thank you for uh, taking the time out. Is there anything you'd like to, to add uh, before we end the program? No, just thank you, Steve. Appreciate you um, inviting me. And it was great to spend a little bit of time with you today. Great. Have a nice day. Thank you. Bye. This has been Lead to Succeed, an interview series with business leaders about economic growth and leadership in the UP of Michigan. 
This show has been produced by InvestUp, the leading regional economic organization for the UP. For more information and to check out additional episodes, visit investupmi.com. You can also download the audio-only version wherever your major podcasts are found by searching Lead to Succeed.